There's no countdown. Hello? Hello. How are you? Good. Good. Okay. Oh, hi, Christine. Hi, Russell. How are you today? I'm good. It's a beautiful morning in Prince Rupert. Long time no podcast. Long time no podcast. Happy belated birthday. Thank you very much. How's 46 so far? 46 is um, everything I thought it would be and um, a lot more body issues. So. <laughs> All right, let's celebrate that. <laughs> <laughs> everything is falling. So it's, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm just adjusting to the, um, to everything really. Here's to middle are, age. Yeah, are you are you psyched for your 46th? Yeah, um, according to my horoscope, this is going to be the year where I really take my health seriously and okay. get fit. Nice. Um, I'm hoping to go to yoga later today. Ooh, nice. And like, is this like somewhere or is it like in? Yeah, I've been going to Zakara Yoga. Oh, okay. Okay, let me rephrase that. I went to Zahara Yoga a few times in okay. the new year. Nice. And it wasn't my New Year's resolution. I just need to try yoga because I'm a bit injured right now. Sure. Um, I have a sore foot, I have a sore back, but I'm really enjoying it. And I can't believe that it's taken me this long to get to yoga. Is that the one by the waterfront? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And also the school district is um, providing a free yoga. So I've been oh. going to that too. Wow, holy smokes. That's pretty cool. Mm. I see they have like a, a yoga for men. like specifically Yes, and they want men. men to go. So you should go. Yeah, I just feel ridiculous because I don't know. Okay, just like the gym, I have yep. no idea what, what do I wear. Just wear like <laughs> shorts or sweatpants or yeah. if you don't, or like jogging pants. I've gone in jogging pants. I've gone in tights. Probably as the weather gets better, I'll go in shorts. Yeah. You're, you could go just how you are today. Oh, okay. So... Okay. No, go. It's super yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. Plus, I think that's the whole thing, too, because I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Like It's all good. And it's... it's. I always say, it's. oh, it's just winter weight. No, it's just me. <laughs> no, but I think if you just go and you just have an open mind and you're just open to everything, I think you'll really enjoy it. Okay. And I know you've done yoga before. Like, you're yeah. a master than... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, beginner, beginner. But I think because you have that experience of of doing a lot of yoga you're sure. doing great just do it okay okay i'll do it okay yes <laughs> pound <laughs> so um we have an exciting guest today yes our guest today is uh mayor lee brain he is the mayor of- mini claps the, the mayor of Prince Rupert, um, pretty exciting. Um, we extended an invitation to him and we're very excited that he responded, you know, fairly quickly and was all for this. So he will be joining us shortly. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting yeah. about the future of Prince Rupert and mm-hmm. exciting initiatives that are happening for sure. Redesign Rupert. So I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Quending. Okay. What's your Quending today? Well, I got a subscription to Apple Plus or Apple sure. TV, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I got it with my son's Christmas gift because we bought him a new iPad. I didn't even know I was getting it. So I don't have cable. I just stream and have Netflix and stuff. So anyways, we've been watching some shows on Apple TV, and I noticed that there was um, a series called Visible out on television and about the history of the LGBT movement. So... I started it last night and 
I was really impressed. Yeah. And I'm only halfway through the episode, but I was in, impressed with how they started it. You know, like you have Ellen DeGeneres on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you have quite a few celebrity icons and, um, and LGBT icons. But what I've really noticed, and I've been talking about quite a bit on the podcast, is just representation on Netflix of LGBT. Yeah. Also people living with... Um, you know, living with disabilities and in wheelchairs and even on my son's choices of programming, like with Netflix in all of the shows that he's watching right now, there it's so diverse. It's so refreshing and I love it. Yeah. Visibility. We went to the movie last night. Um, we went to call of the wild and just for me, I'm really, do you need to get that? No, okay. okay. Um, I'm really noticing because my son is African American, African Canadian. Mm. Um, the lead character of the movie last last night, you know, yes, was Harrison Ford, but it was also um, an African Canadian French speaking oh, wow. um, man and an Indigenous woman as no the way. as the couple and the Sweet. and the lead character. So I really enjoyed that, and he really enjoys that. He really notices. So. It's just so powerful and it's just so normal now. And so I think as I progress through, you know, visible, I'm, I'm excited to see the changes because right now we're in the fifties, sixties and seventies. We've got Rob Reiner talking about how they used to make fun of homosexuals all the time on television and growing up. And I remember that and just how much it's changing. Right. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited, but I know you watched a bit of it too. Yeah, I, I watched, I think I got right to the point. Maybe that's why I turned it off because they were making a point of saying, oh, so homosexuality was it the butt of the joke. Yeah, and it, it is hard to watch. Like yeah. I, I felt sick to my stomach at some parts because right. I'm like, you know. How widely accepted it was to, yeah, <clears throat> to and, be so trashy. Yeah, and Perry Mason. I never knew that Perry Mason was gay. What? Yeah. No way. And just how the studio knew it and the studio stood behind him and he had a longtime partner and his partner, as you get into it, his partner talks about their relationship and um, Raymond Burr was his real name and I just was like, oh my gosh. And how I always think it must have been so hard. Like we found coming out hard and must have been so much harder And, and just how... Sometimes people's careers ended. Like, I'll never forget Ellen. Yeah. And she does talk a little bit about that, but I know they dive deeper into and it. That was the 90s. That was I know. 30 years ago. I know. So, so, so I think as I, as I go through it, I, I really want to bring it into um, the GSA work that I do and the youth work that I do because nice. I, I think it's really important and um, it's just great. It's, That's awesome. It's great to see it but there are some hard parts and i think if you're not in the right frame of mind or you're yeah you know if you're having an emotional day yeah it's tough right yeah so okay so with that i think i'll um try it again i'll try to finish at least one episode how many episodes are there i'm not sure oh okay um i just know there's episodes yeah i never look at how many episodes (laughs) i just go with it yeah yeah and you know it's really exciting to see so many things like especially on netflix i mean i know they've already had this like they do have a category lgbt movies or themed movies Mm -hmm. stuff like that so great for apple apple plus Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and, and i have to say like 
thank you for the subscription because I, I wouldn't have seen it, right? Yeah. Or I don't think I, you know, I, I haven't downloaded been. Disney Plus yet or whatever. And, what? and I know. <laughs> I can only do so much. <laughs> Netflix me. is still blowing my mind because... Yeah, there's it is yeah. like a lot. There's like mm-hmm. an overload. And I'm horrible because um, I have so many... So, you know, streaming subscriptions and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do dabble in each one because, you know, I feel obligated because I've spent so much money yeah, on them yeah. monthly. So why am I so broke? Um, it's, it's, it's really good to have that kind of, um, diversity in there for sure. Oh, totally. But the shady thing about the Disney plus, I don't know if you heard about this and no. maybe this could be my ending is they're not going to be showing love Simon on there because it's not family friendly. Are you kidding me? No, yeah, because uh, I, I, the they have underage drinking, so yeah, right. I don't remember them actually having underage drinking. Oh, maybe at the very end. Oh, maybe, but I mean, you look at other shows like Riverdale. Yes, yeah. I watch Riverdale, and I mean, Riverdale is pretty dark. A lot of themes too, yeah, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of underage drinking and and other things. And I'm not saying it's. It's okay, but it's I mean, it's, it's also happening. realistic, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. So it's pretty. I mean, that could have been. I'm one of those people who who I'm like addicted to Twitter. So when I see like articles pop up like uh, Disney Plus not so friendly or stuff like that, I'm like, mm-hmm. huh. huh? No, it's crazy. good to know. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. Um, the other little theme that I've been on lately is. I watched a Taylor Swift documentary, yes. and then I just watched um, Taylor Swift's new video, "The Man," <laughs> and I'm. That's an amazing transformation. It is. I and have no idea. I looked at the the picture. I'm like, no way. Yeah, and then you. So Taylor Swift um, has a song out called "The Man," and she's talking about the difference differences between, between men, men and, and women, women and how privileges and privileges and and women you know, are scrutinized so much more and men still make a lot more money than women. And, but anyway, she transforms into a man in the video and some of the, out the clips and stuff show her talking in her real voice and then the people around her, (laughs) but then she really looks like a man and just everything, her mannerisms. And I just, right now I'm just really loving what she's doing Yeah, and because it brings forward so a conversation, right, Absolutely. of what's acceptable. Yeah. So I'm going to watch the video a bit more because I, yeah. I want to break it apart a bit. But there's this one scene where she's sitting in the park with her daughter and she's man-spreading or whatever, like, sure. you yeah, know, yeah. sitting very masculine and an attractive lady walks by and she totally looks the lady up and down and then pets her daughter on the head <laughs> oh or his daughter on the head. Yeah, and it's yeah. just all these... Yeah, yeah. Messages, right? Sure. And then the women are oogling over him because he's at the park with his daughter. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sensitive. and Yeah, so. Crazy. But what did you think of it? Like, um, it just, you know, like you said, it's just quite something for, for an artist of that visibility and stature to say, okay, so this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. So let's, you know, and it's great. You know, um, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. You know, but, okay. you know, I do like her music. Or... And we're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's um, it's really, really good to see that, that kind of stuff going on right now because, 
mm-hmm. if she wasn't doing that. I mean, of course, there are other people who are doing it, but oh, yeah, like, to have that kind of level of visibility and mm-hmm. um, followers to to be all about it, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, and when at the end of the the video, if you pay attention to the credits, it's interesting because it's like written by Taylor Swift, directed by Taylor Swift, oh, wow. owned by Taylor Swift, yeah, yeah, Swift yeah. song written by Taylor Swift. Because she went through that whole thing. She went through that huge yeah. thing with her music where... Is she, is she actually really going to like um, re-record her masters? Oh, I 100% think she will. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And that will be all on her. Mm-hmm. Just, well. Yeah. Go so, Taylor. So that's my quending. So for our listeners out there, um, if you do have Apple TV, Apple Plus um, visible yeah. on on um, Apple um, TV is great. Right on. And, and I do believe that was actually uh, created by, <clears throat> excuse me, what's his name? The guy from My Soul Called Life, the gay best friend of My Soul Called Life, Ricky... Oh, really? He's on there, too. Yeah, I, I believe he is the yeah. person who created it. Or... So cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So, from cheers. from the 50s to now, which is 50, 70 years. Mm-hmm. No. Is that? Yeah. Oh no, we didn't no. add right. 20 years. No, no, no. From the 50s to now. Oh, my God. Can we please erase <laughs> that math I just did? That can't go on the well, I'm, I'm still kind of like, I think that's right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, crazy. It's only in the morning and it's early, <laughs> so I get a buy on that one. <laughs> I don't judge you for that. Thank you. Um, so looking forward to talking with uh, Lee Brain in Mr. Brain, yes. a few minutes. And what episode are we on? Is it three? Um, I think it's four. Think, right, yeah. it's four. We're yeah. a little bit slower with producing, but we're, yeah, we're yeah. busy. But it's... we did we did say that kind of preface it before the year, and mm-hmm. um, you know who knows? Maybe we can pick it up, or maybe we'll it'll spring forward. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's tomorrow. I know. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, what do you think of everything going on in the world today? From oh, um, <clears throat> well, the COVID nineteen virus is obviously yeah. The all over the that's about all to... over the news. Um, I'm trying to just really focus on um, hand washing sure. and being prepared. I mean, they're it, they're always talking about a pandemic. Yeah. I do get a flu shot. Um, my son does have a chronic health issue, so he's, sure. he has asthma, and um, I'm it's not a, saying that that's going to it's uh, it's going to protect me from this because yeah. it's not. But it is concerning, and yeah, I think we have to be absolutely. prepared. And for it's whether it's whether it's COVID nineteen or you know um, whatever yeah. something else coming down the pike, we definitely it's definitely waking people up to be prepared. Yeah, and and hopefully not to panic <laughs> for sure. And I think to be mindful of you know kids with chronic health issues and seniors and and people who. <clears throat> Like with the flu, have secondary conditions, health yeah. conditions, whether it's cancer yeah. or... And just be mindful of the news they're reading. Yeah, and, and check your facts and yeah. follow... Like with everything else. News resources Don't and... be a honey penny and just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, scream something from the roof because you read it. You've seen it on Facebook. Yeah, and also too, if you're sick, like with anything, stay <clears throat> home. Right. Take a sick day or... And or... I saw our premier was kind of like 
you know, uh, employers, please be, you know, yeah, uh, a little more lenient with your workers. Yeah, and they were talking, I think they've released a plan um, just where, you know, employers will be hopefully able to give their employees a longer extension for sick time if right. if they are affected. Yeah. Um, and I am, I, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit worried because I do I have a kid who tends to be sicker sure. more often. And, yeah, absolutely. And so just we're just really hand washing and yeah, stocking up on Taking on the favorites. But it's quite something to see. Like um, I was like obsessed with this, like from January from the get go. Mm-hmm. Me too. Just like oh my gosh, and just recently, whether it's true or not, but it means just something that you see. You know, again, is um, the amount of uh, air pollution over China, over Wuhan, like the area that you mm-hmm. know, where this originated it from it's just like you know so much more less because people are quarantined and, and they're staying home yeah so yeah. It's like, like i mean you're it, it makes oh. you really think about your footprint and yeah. and what we're doing and and yeah I, I mean this is having a global impact on markets and on travel yeah and it's already being studied like how to yeah. treat it how to deal with it travel airlines you know yeah, yeah. giving 100% rebates and also people who are choosing to still travel and and or people who are you know forced not to or you know yeah beyond their control which is yeah makes me wonder if the pregnancy rate's gonna soar oh my gosh yeah (laughs) i'm bored i'm bored too (laughs) well not not for us (laughs) but you know other people out there yeah so yeah, I guess just like what everyone's saying, take care, everyone, and absolutely, yeah. Make sure you have, you know, supplies. The essentials, the staples, yeah. water. Uh, <laughs> I'm just more concerned. I have, I have my jarred fish. I have my rice. I got some seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> You're good for two months. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Apparently, the the pandemic's supposed to like peak or hit or whatever, like April, May, mm-hmm. like on the side of the world. So. Well, here Pretty we crazy. go. Like, what's going to happen with the Olympics? What's going to happen with... Yeah, know? and I mean, conferences are starting to be cancelled. Yeah. Um, but then there's, like, moments where, you know, I walked into Walmart last night, and I'm like, why is it so busy? <laughs> <laughs> like, I have those moments, too, where, you know, even though I'm following the news, I'm like, what's yeah. up with everybody here? Yeah, yeah. You know? Everyone's stacking up on the toilet paper. Yeah. So. We're good. We're good. Yes. We are good. And, you know, let's just take it day by day and not freak out about it. That's right. And yoga. Yoga, yes. Breathing. I'll definitely try. There, the, I'll talk about this another time, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Also, this episode was brought to you by the Cheesecake Fairy. I thought it was by Smack Your Lips. Oh, maybe it's Smack Your Lips today. <laughs> I love... Smack your lips. Thank you. Hashtag ad. Um, because smack your lips is so good for your lips. <laughs> and buddy your body is so good for your skin too. Mm-hmm. So. It's all organic. It's super fun to make. And <laughs> I love I love the Instagram stories, I have to say. Like, I know. Did you like the recent one where my mom approved it? Yes. <laughs> that was so cool. Like, yeah, she she knows the secret recipe now. So. <laughs> Um, you have to like pay her off or keep her quiet. Yeah, she took some supplies home for her friends. So. Oh, nice! Right on. Yeah, and actually, tomorrow I'm going. Dependent on getting my taxes in order, I'm probably going to have a big 
smacking day. Oh, wow. So you were like all about that, the, the process. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right on. What's your favorite um, concoction? Well, I'm only doing two concoctions right now. Okay. Um, but I just like making the chapstick and the lotions. Mm-hmm. But also, I have made a dog bomb. Oh, and, what? Yeah, for paws and noses. And oh that's been pretty fun. And I've made a couple of different lotion bars and body bombs. For showers. Yeah. And, but I think I, you know, I've got my two set recipes that I really like. Yeah. And then I'm playing around with another all over bomb for your body. And I just haven't found the right thing yet, but it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good way to pass the time. That's amazing. And you know, like how people say is like, do one thing really good or do a couple of things really good. Yeah. It's really good that you're like. It's like when you figured out your recipes for your cheesecakes and and then your signature cakes and focusing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just like the whole thing. And I do have to say, I love the shower one gifts that you've given me. You know, I I use them sparingly because it's my skin. Like, I know this sounds really dramatic, but my skin is just like, it sings. (laughs) It sings. If we ever do a commercial. (laughs) But yes, today's episode was brought to you by Smack Your Lips. Yay! Yay! Okay, so we'll see you in a minute when we talk to Mr. Merrily Brain. Is it Mr. Merrily Brain or Merrily Brain? We or can ask. Lee. Lee. Just Lee. Lee. Just Lee. Okay. <laughs> see you in a minute. Bye. Okay, uh, we're back. Uh, we just took a little a minute break. Christine and I just did uh, a little precursor to this. Oh, nice. But now we have our very special guest here, Mr. Is it Mr. Merrily Brain, Merrily Brain, or just Lee is fine. Just Lee, just Lee, yeah, just Lee. Yeah. <laughs> just Lee. Yeah, not a formal guy. Like the no. jeans. Just like the jeans. Yeah, the jeans. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Lee so jeans. welcome to yes. Rainbow Nation. Yes, I think you were fifth guest this season. Oh, nice. I mm-hmm. want to say. Yeah. yeah, it's our second season. Yeah, it's about to ask how many seasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, thank you for coming in on um, a weekend, you know, taking a little bit of your weekend away from you, but I appreciate it. Happy to be here. <laughs> and it's a beautiful sunny day. I know. Yeah. After like five days, of, or actually seven days, my mom was here visiting and every day it rained. <laughs> I was hoping she would get rain this weather. Rain or snow, rain or snow. Winter yeah. is not allowed anymore. Go away. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, Isn't it supposed to not be winter tomorrow? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was supposed to be like an early spring. Isn't that what the little girl said? It doesn't feel like it. No, I don't even know if that's real or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People actually rely on like an animal to to see if that's gonna. Well, actually, no. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's pretty, pretty uh, crazy to see the switch for sure. I'm looking forward to more light. Me too. Yeah. And. Spring coming, so... Yeah, tomorrow's fall, or spring ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spring we lose ahead. an hour, so get ready. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to this. So, redesign Rupert. Mm-hmm. I am... <laughs> so, just drop I'm just going to drop right into yeah. that. There's a lot in there, for sure. Um, Can you speak about a little about what oh, yeah. redesign Rupert Absolutely. is? Yeah. And um, your perspective from Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so... Maybe I'll start from from the beginning, basically. So, when I first got elected, which was at the end of 2014, um, there wasn't really 
any sort of vision or plan for the town. Um, and everybody knew there was, you know, some industri industrial growth. And at the time I came in, there was this uh, kind of LNG um, hype yeah. train, I guess it was at the time. Um, and, you know, we looked at it more like, okay, well, if this does play out or doesn't play out, at the end of the day, we still have a community to run and we still need to get, get this place in order, right? So over the last few years, I've been working with First Nations, with the industries, with local community groups, and basically going, okay, you know, we all need to figure out a way for us to kind of get in the same trajectory here. Like, mm -hmm. lots of people trying to go in different directions, different visions, this way, different visions, that way, the port has a different view, oh, and yeah. First Nations have a different view, and it was like, okay, we need a process to coordinate, because no, no one has the right answer, not even us. And so, Redesign Ripper was initiated to basically coalesce all the ideas and visions together into one common direction that we could basically agree this is a general trajectory of where we wanted to go. And there was two phases of that. We did like a huge public engagement phase, which was between 2015 and 18, and then this latest phase. And what we were able to gather is everybody just wants an A&W in Prince Rupert. <laughs> 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 Shout out to all those teamburgers yeah. and plant-based burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and KFC. <laughs> My so son is it. advocating for KFC. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's that's I have nothing else to say after this. Yeah, no kidding. I, I believe that, actually. <laughs> no, it's, it was actually, funny enough, one of the highest public engagement things was A&W or, or a KFC was like the top sticky uh, thing. I was like, okay, well, the town isn't just A&W and no, yeah. clearly, so we need yeah. to figure that out. But, um, so what we've done recently is uh, we were able to bring the port um, community in, as well as the First Nations, and we were able to get a guy named Larry Beasley, who was the Vancouver City Planner for about 30 plus years, mm -hmm. um, to come and basically create a year-long process for us to do this kind of coordination. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, he brought in all the top uh, experts in urban design, in retail, in housing. Like we had the VP of BC Housing participate with us, uh, Michael Flanagan. He was in all the sessions this year as well. Wow. So we're like right at the top <clears throat> person being yeah. part of this. And then that cul culminated into a kind of an action stimulus plan, which we're now in the process of implementing. So Redesign Rupert is kind of a two-prong piece. <clears throat> One part is physically the town needs to change. If I were just to say it any other way, like we mm. need a new downtown, mm -hmm. we need new waterfront, we need uh, new neighborhoods to emerge, we need a new housing, we need new physical things to happen. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows something's happening in Ripper, but it's like out on Watson Island, the water supply is being built over mm -hmm. there, uh, all the industrial development on Ridley, you're not, but when you walk into town, it still feels like it's 2004 and the town just collapsed. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So we know that physically... There needs to be a change. I'll talk about a little bit about that in a second. So that's one part of it. <clears throat> and all of that is all around housing as well. So we're obviously in a housing, huge housing issue, which I'll talk more about in a bit here too. Uh, and so we went through the plan. We're able to um, estimate that we could fit about 1,500 to 2,000 people in the downtown core mm -hmm. right now. So the idea then is that we're going to infill the downtown core and we're going to separate the downtown core into new districts. Oh, wow. um, so there's going to be like a midtown district, which is going to be like from five corners to the old shoppers drug mart. And then there's going to be like the new downtown, which will be where the credit union building areas, mm -hmm. okay. which will connect into Cal Bay as well and try to cluster 
the retail into more of a newer downtown mm. area and then create a kind of a downtown uh, neighborhood area in the midtown, which I would, I don't know if you guys have been to Vancouver, but in, they have an area called Mole Hill. Mm-hmm. actually by Davy Street there mm-hmm. um, it's like a the downtown neighborhood with a park and everything like that yeah and yeah. there's like a garden there too <coughs> that's right, right. A community garden that's right yeah. so the idea is to have a downtown neighborhood basically in the downtown and oh, that okay. would connect into five corners so, like a like a green space or yeah exactly it mm-hmm. would just be ho- 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 homes and, and, and parks and wow. things like that because uh, Rupert's downtown is way too long it's like a kilometer long yeah call it the toothless yeah. smile so you have great businesses in town, but they're not together. It's in one disjointed, spot. Exactly. right? And um, like I go to the Coonies in the summer to visit my mom, and Nelson has really changed. Like a very small town, and they've built um, some eco-friendly apartments right in the downtown core, and it's revitalized it. Like mm-hmm. there's two big markets during the week. They have their stores and their centers all. Mm. compacted there and and then the coffee shops come and people are out socializing so and the, shopping. The, you build something and people just kind of build around it it's, it's, a, it's like basically a high it's called a high density development so you you build <clears throat> like how ho- housing basically as okay. well as you create like a you know a, a square or like a community mm-hmm. square around it and then you have people living there and then you have like coffee shops and stuff and then basically right. it creates like this incubation where people are naturally going to be there because right. not only are they living there but there's things for them to go. So we know the downtown and actually Nelson just so you're aware is like was be- one of Beasley's like recommended kind of like this is one of oh, okay. to look at. Right? Yeah and, and the, yeah. for me I, I look at that condo um, right downtown or the condos and it, it's amazing. And it it's super cool, and it's really changed the town. So, so on that note, the big project we're working on right now, and this can't really, I was almost had a chance to reveal it at the we had this big reveal event, right? Uh, where we tried to do some announcements, and we were literally signing agreements till like five o'clock that day, uh, because the event was at seven o'clock. Just trying to show people that this isn't just like a document, mm-hmm. yeah. this is like it's something living. actually happening, sure. and money is there, and people are committing to doing some things, right? But that main intersection, that McBride and, and Third, all corners there, yeah. that's the beginning of what we're going to focus on. Oh. And so there's a lot of huge push for those those areas right now. Yeah. Um, and so I can't really explain the details, but it's, it's basically what you're getting at. Okay. Right? We're going to create Can like a... Can you drop it on the podcast right now? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. I honestly, you know, everyone's like, you be careful what you're going to say. Because <laughs> right. everyone's always worried. We get what you're over. putting down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can speak in code. Something big's happening. Um, and <laughs> sure. a lot of people are involved, not just the city. It's, it's a lot of people, because one of the re- recommendations that came out is that we have to create and incubate um, that the, the development environment in Prince Rupert. Because mm-hmm. no one's just going to come here and start developing. Yeah. So we have to partner together to make it happen first. Yeah. And then show it can happen and show it can work. And then from there we can start to spark a natural development market in, in Prince Rupert. Yeah. So to start, we have to kind of help bring this along with all the partners that were involved with that. So that's one of the projects. Uh, the other one that we're working on, and which is confirmed funding, and we already announced this, but this is the, the Quinitza Waterfront. So oh, yeah. So over yeah. $30 million going into that. Yeah, um, yeah. that's awesome. That's the, exciting. The contracts have been let for the CN building already. Uh, so the CN building is going to get a full... Facelift, facelift mm-hmm. um, as well as we have an anchor tenant that's going to be down there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, can't say who it is, but it's going to be a very exciting uh, place to go to be able to have 
a waterfront. Uh, that's can you get waterfront. Can you get a team burger there? <laughs> you, certainly, you certainly cannot get a team burger. There. Uh, but there, we're also moving the airport ferry there as well yeah. as the Kit Catless ferry is going to be Great. there as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I can't say too much, but we're definitely working with CN in that area as well. Uh, and so I see a full and all the water lots. We're going to build a new marina as well down there, mm-hmm. all the way to the Metlakatla ferry dock. Oh, okay. So that'll be kind of, we're going to rebrand it as Rupert's Landing. Oh. And so that's where you're going to come in and out of town now, not on the other side where the airport ferry launches now. Oh, so you will wow. have a place to wait for a ferry. There will be potentially food and drinks down there type of thing. And you'll be able to actually be on the water and at nighttime, like mm-hmm. being able to enjoy some time with family down there and that type of thing, right? So, mm-hmm. and then that will connect to Cal Bay, obviously, through this uh, millennial walkway. <clears throat> and then we're, as the port announced, they're going to be putting a bunch of money into the Seal Cove as well. So mm-hmm. Seal Cove is also going to get a full redevelopment as well. New and that, and that's amazing because even with Rushbrook, like I, I walk Rushbrook, if not every day, every second day with my dogs and right. just seeing so many people on the trail and mm. then the sale of McLean's and, and things are changing down there already. And Rushbrook feel, feels smaller for some reason. I don't know if it was just smaller when I used to walk it. Like when you could walk it, it's like, kind of like when you sit in a desk too in a school. It's like, what, did small, he shrink? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but it, it kind of sounds like, um, from my association to like the the um, the waterfront, like where the whale is or whatever. It kind of <laughs> it sounds like a soap opera, like Days of Our Lives, like you know that kind of. And I'm, I'm making a mess of myself right now. But you know how uh, it's like, uh, is it like marinas and? Or is there going to be, like, industry down there? Uh, there won't be... be industry there. Oh, okay. No, that's not going to be... This is going to be community asset. Okay. Uh, so community space, for yeah. sure. Um, there will be the ferries there um, that will share one kind of dock. Um, those designs are still getting figured out exactly what the final designs are going to look like there. Okay. But from what I've seen, it looks amazing. Um, and wow. it's going to be quite exciting if we can... There's a couple things if we could pull off. That right now are still in the air, whether or not they're going to happen or not. But right. I, that I know the community would be like, oh yeah, they're just yeah. gonna. I mean, even for me, I'm like, this is almost feels like an impossible task. A couple <laughs> things we're trying to pull off, but if we can do it, and you know, waterfront access has been a huge problem for us, right? And being able to actually touch the water, and if we can open that up in a big way right. for the community, I think that'll be huge. And this is a ten-year plan for you. This is happening this year. Oh yeah, no, this is this is. This is already happening. We announced this in December. Right. And we've been working last year to get everything in a row to make this happen. And so our big partner on this is Kit Kala. Right. And they, through an agreement with the province, be able to team up together to to bring this $30 million development in, um, which could potentially be more. We're bringing other partners in as well. Yeah. So the two waterfronts will connect um, now. And obviously working with KN Trails to try to get this master network in the community Mm -hmm. set up. Uh, so that you could kind of go past Seal Cove, go all the way down the water right to Butsy. Yes. Oh, wow. Then you would all go all the way to the Port Ed Bridge. Then you could go up the mountain and down and around, and you could actually go the whole way without a wow. That's their plan. Yeah. Wow. And that's like Steve Milam and those guys. Yeah, right? and I remember yeah. seeing the video for, you know, that plan or, or the vision that of doing that huge trail and 
And it sounds like a triathlon or something. Yeah, it's so. it's a it's that's a definitely gonna be a ten year project for sure. Um, yeah. And but we're trying our best as best as we can to help them get pieces of this trail up and running. Sure. Um, so that's kind of connects that, and then that would also then connect Cal Bay into this new downtown. We've got we brought in placemaking experts to kind of already design the new streetscapes. So what you'll see is the downtown will have a certain feel and look with different types of lighting and, and like architecture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. then the Midtown district will have like a different feel. So you'll know you're going from one, one district, district to another. To another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that it'll have like this kind of new feel, right? Like, sure. And so the town's going to be much more purpose built and, and more realistic. Yeah. The reality is that you're just not going to have stores all down third Avenue. Yeah. And <clears throat> the other challenge we have right now is we have a lot of building owners that want to bring their buildings down in the downtown. As everyone knows, most of them, a lot of them need to come down. Sure. Uh, but we have a landfill that's full. Uh, and so part of this year's budget is a, a loan that we're taking out for $10 million to expand the landfill to do a new cell. Okay. And so if we get that new cell, we're also coming up with a new official community plan this year where we're basically putting all the redesign elements into law so that the bylaws and stuff like that incentivize developers to do development and mm-hmm. has all the like kind oh of new, new programs for them. Like, yeah. so here's your package you'll get if you do build a new downtown building say yeah. right yeah. here's our here's what we're going to give you in exchange right because right now what happens is someone renovates their building and then they're punished by getting more taxes mm-hmm. right and there's no incentive then for someone to help themselves help their building look good or their home look good because all you're going to do is get charged more taxes so yeah. right. we as a city have regulatory authority to make sure that like okay well maybe you will have a 10-year break or something like that to be able to be able to do something new, maybe offset some of the costs to start because it's expensive to build in Rupert. It's another big challenge. Mm-hmm, it's right. like a hundred grand just to like get land flat, mm-hmm. right? And I learned that when I was on the daycare board, and we got a few grants for the daycare, the first daycare by Charles Hayes, and then the second one, and it, it's hugely expensive to build. Like when I got the half a million dollar grant, you know, over. 10 years ago, more than that, we were like, oh yeah, this is so much money, but it's not, you know, it it gets eaten up. It's like, I always like to say like a hundred thousand dollars, like a five, $5 bill in this business. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately. But speaking of daycare for just a second, sorry to interrupt you. Mm -hmm. Um, so part of this plan is childcare is integrated into it. And so we're working with the province on expanding a whole bunch of childcare spaces in Prince Rupert. And we're looking at basically opening up, having able to have daycares and childcare in the downtown as well. Because right now there's bylaws that like kind of stop that from happening, Mm -hmm. which are from like 1990, whatever. Uh, so yeah. we're updating every single bylaw we have. Literally every single bylaw will be updated to, for the next generation, basically. Wow. And so, because I mean, I've seen things from like 1984 still. Yeah. Because you don't really, <laughs> you don't go through all the bylaws, but once an issue pops up and someone says, I have an issue, then all of a sudden you're like, well, what bylaw is stopping you from doing that? And then you like blow off this like, <laughs> dusted corner of City Hall and I'm like, oh. You know, uh, spiders into, scatter yeah. everywhere. And childcare regulations are strict and tough. Written in calligraphy or something. Yeah. Or, it yeah. kind of sounds like you're um, making a grid. Like, you know how Vancouver is a grid? Yeah. You know, everything is like... Because mm-hmm. when you look at Prince Rupert, there is no grid. No. It, it's and just, it's disjointed. Yeah. Right? Well, to be fair, the town actually had a really... One of the top-ended plans plan. ever, which is the Bretton Hall plan. Uh, these are the people that built Boston. Or was it Boston. Jeez, I'm going to be in trouble if I forget that one. No, it's okay. Chicago I can't do or math Boston or something so. like that. Either way, these guys are top-notch. They actually really did plan out the community well. 
But the problem is the plan never got really executed properly. Sure. There's a whole bunch of, like, if you look at our, we have a Go map on the city website, and you'll see the whole town in, in its grid. Yeah. And you can turn on and off different filters, but you can see what's developed and what was supposed to be developed. And then you can oh, see wow. that there was all sections of this town that never got actually developed. Lots that are still, right to this day, are surveyed, ready to be there. Mm-hmm. But the town never got to the place it needed to get to. Right. It kind of just went and it fell flat. Sure, yeah. So, and, you know, uh, people made decisions in the day to, like, make money over, you know, the design. So now you have, like, a mall where that park used to be. And you have a, a Highliner that's a, you know, whatever story is tall, where now we have height limits and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, at those times, you know, it's like people, the economy was going, the people wanted to get things yeah. happening in, in the 70s and 80s. And, you know, and now we know, you know, in the 21st century that, like, purpose-built pre, 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 like planned communities basically are yeah. are the are the way to go right, right. Um, and so that's kind of what we're trying to do now is and you have to unfortunately work with what is yeah and what is is what's there now and as you said five hundred thousand dollars really isn't that much mm-hmm. so we're talking like a hundred to two hundred million dollars over the next decade to to really redo this community properly right yeah. right now Officially, I can say we have thirty million dollars for the downtown or for the uh, for the waterfront. Yeah. Uh, but I do know there are there is more of that coming for the other physical parts of the town. Sure. For sure. Wow. So opening that landfill will allow p- buildings to start coming down. Mm-hmm. We're, we're designing a new bylaw to like because we're trying to move to a zero waste strategy. Mm-hmm. Our team is basically saying this might be the last landfill we sell we ever have to build because we want to start diverting the waste and start diverting. And so when someone turns on a building. We want to strip it to its core and make sure that it right. all the recycles, everything yeah. gets recycled properly. And not, that you're not just throwing a whole building into a, into yeah, a yeah. landfill, which is how it <clears throat> used to be. Mm-hmm. You could just go your whole house into it, right? And no one, yeah, yeah. and that, that's just not on anymore, right? right? So those are things we're going to work on. And then I think in the next two years, you'll start seeing lots of things come down in the downtown. And I do know there's a couple new builds that want to happen in the downtown as well. Uh, And we're just trying to encourage everyone to kind of stay in in one location so that there is... The problem is, like, if you come off the cruise ship and you walk up to to the downtown, it's like, where do you go from there? Mm -hmm. You see a Safeway, uh, and then you Mm -hmm. go on to Third Avenue, and it's empty stores, and there's no wayfinding. Mm -hmm. So part of this whole thing is that the Cal Bay and the new downtown work as a... As a a unit. unit. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They're complementary to each other. It's not Cal Bay there, and then up there is that. And that whole section then would be called the new downtown. So then when you go to Midtown, it's going to be more, which is like once you pass City Hall and you're heading down towards like Savon and stuff sure. like that, that'll be more like downtown residential. Oh, we're not okay. going to say no to people doing commercial there, but we're definitely not going to put the incentives to go down there. Right. The incentives mm-hmm. are going to go to the new downtown because we're going to try to cluster and we're going to try to come up with programs that if you have an existing business and you've been in town for years and years and years, that you can then move to the new downtown once new spaces are built and things like that. Right. But the reality is we need new builds. The town's old. Everything's falling apart. Right. And we need some new stuff to happen here. And that's the goal for now. But everything we build will have housing included in it. That's the other goal of it. So that you're not... <laughs> your economy's a scale, right? Right. So mm-hmm. whatever's on the bottom floor, um, you know, we're going to try to focus on some experiential things first in the downtown so that you have a reason to go downtown and it, and we're going to build it for kids because once kids go downtown, then that means their parents have to go downtown too. Right. So if you have kids going downtown for a certain reason, which I have very exciting things I want to do for the downtown for that, um, and I'm, I'm hoping we can, we can get it announced this year, uh, then I think people are going to be pretty excited because we need like a hub 
to start the uh, kind of anchor the downtown. Mm-hmm. So we're working on a cool, really cool project right now ah. uh, that will hopefully get people really excited that you know we're, we we mean business here. This ain't just some sure pie in the sky. Everyone's like, oh pie in the sky yeah, you know, yeah. visions. Like, I'm like. You it's know what? Of, if you don't know where you're going, <laughs> you're going to run into the iceberg. So, you know, yeah. you need to at least have a map, right? Um, Foundation. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. So, And we've just been focusing on infrastructure, the water supply, right? We've got all that funded now. Uh, and while we're going to be taking out some more loans to make sure we just, in case there's any overruns or stuff like that. But either way, like we've been focusing on Watson, tearing that down, getting the chemicals off the site. Now we have a proponent on there. That's generating revenue for the town. So now we're having actually money coming in to actually start doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. So the problem is, which I've told the team too, is like, look, we can build the best foundation ever. But if you're still living in a house that has the, the, the paint falling off the walls sure. and like the wall mm-hmm. of the floors look like, you know, the plants are all dying. Like yeah. people want to see the house built at the same time as you're building the foundation. You still need to put some color on the walls and you still need to have like a nice couch and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and it can't just be foundational stuff, even though you have to have a strong foundation to keep that house up. Um, but th- because that's all we've been focusing on, because that's what we inherited. Mm-hmm. Now we're in that, we're in a time now where we can finally start to do it more visually fun good things for the community and because of the redesign process of bringing all the partners together everyone's motivated to work together to collectively invest in key areas of the town mm-hmm. so everyone's starting to like kit cal and us working together on the waterfront and then we have this port working on seal cove and and dp world and those guys are coming in with some other projects as well and everyone's just kind of banding together because right. one of the other challenges is that the, nobody can recruit people here anymore because there's one nowhere for them to live mm-hmm. and two uh, like DP Pearl has said, like they can't even expand their facility yet because even if they were to hire another 500 workers, they, there's no there's no work for them to bring. And, and mm-hmm. when you bring professionals here and they, they have a spouse or say that comes with them, mm-hmm. sometimes the spouse is like, oh, I don't want to live here. So then they leave. And so part of the next part of this, so that's the physical part. The mm-hmm. other part is what we're doing is like we're going to be doing a cross-country marketing campaign. So you're going to see um, like on Cineplex, uh, movie theaters in Vancouver ads for coming and moving to Rupert. Oh, You're wow. going to see like billboard ads in like Winnipeg yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And we're going to do like a cross country move to Rupert campaign where basically, and we're going to have a recruitment retention manager who's, and that's going to be through a partnership. And this is like all the poor companies working with this and all the small businesses, we're going to get them all involved so that if say you're <clears throat> rainbow Chrysler and you're looking for a mechanic Rather than you going out and spending $30,000 on online advertising trying to find your mechanic, just to bring them here, spend $10,000 training them and doing that just so that DP World steals them from you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is what the problem is right now. Oh, Everybody's right. stealing everyone's employees. Yeah, like even we, teachers. Like, teachers have moved on and gone to the fort. Absolutely. That's yeah. exactly what the problem is in town right now. So we've been cannibalizing each other. Uh, like, we have city workers. We can't even fill those positions. I can't get a lifeguard right now for the for the pool, even though it pays like thirty bucks an hour almost, and wow. it's actually a good position to have, right? Yeah. And so the idea then is that we want what will happen is that as we're recruiting, people will be able to call a number from out of town saying I'm I'm such and such, or I'm a mechanic, or I'm a doctor, or I'm a this, yeah. and the job will be to place and match not only that person to a job, but their spouse, and they're getting their kids integrated into the school, and then we're designing a two-year incubation period where when they move to town, we help them get volunteering with community groups. We help them find, like, way more purposefully targeted 
And so we're just designing what that conversion is going to look like after. Because right now, if we started doing mass advertisements, well, there's nowhere for people to come and live. So right now, the biggest priority is housing. Right. It's not necessarily the city's job to build and maintain housing, but we do have a role to play in terms of land, offering land and doing land use. Mm. Um, you know, I was just at this, what, the tenants on Pinecrest that have that. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. I had a meeting with them yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, after, you know, five and a half years of being the mayor, that's probably the hardest thing I've ever done was watching these people have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And these yeah. are all working families. You know, there was a lady there. She's pregnant. Uh, young family, she's got three kids, they have nowhere to move because her mom is also in those units and they're also getting evicted. Mm-hmm. And the other lady there who had a nine-year-old with cerebral palsy and a 79-year-old who's never moved since like 1995. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's like, where am I going to... So, you know, we're in a, literally a crisis now where... I mean, it's not that everyone knows that things don't need to be renovated, but at the same time, we have nowhere to put people. Yeah. So now we're on the line... And, like, we've seen this coming for a long time, but the problem is, like, you know, we have to work with the province and stuff like that. Um, and now we're on the phone with the province and being like, look, we can't even get anyone to come here, let alone the people that are going to be renovated right now. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. need to open up, like, 100 to 200 units of housing, like, now. And so we're working. We've identified key properties to try to get some modulars built mm-hmm. that could at least temporarily mm-hmm. handle that displacement. So yeah. while Because we have, like, a bunch of units coming online, for sure, confirmed, like, lack of lamps. Just here, actually behind you guys here, 60 units are going to be built into there. And it's going to be pretty cool design, actually. And that's going to be open to everybody. And there's a whole bunch of other places coming to online. We'll probably, like, at least 150 units going to be built. Wow. But that takes two to three years, at least, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we need it now. So modular, kind of temporary catchment housing or worker housing is what we need right now. So mm-hmm. we're going to try to open that up. Because there's no point in marketing across Canada if we can't at least even take care of the residents we have here now. Sure. And that's one of the big challenges we have. So we have to do that. Once that happens, then we can then start getting more big, more purposeful built stuff happening. And these renovations are going to happen. And then we can we can start this targeting campaign and trying to get people to come and move here. Because we know for sure through the modeling with the redesign is that we're going to have a double population in the next 10 years. So we're looking at probably 23,000 people in Rupert by 2030. Mm-hmm. We're at 13,000 right now. Which it was when we moved here in the 80s. I think it was at 22,000. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to... But all the housing that was built is gone now. All yeah. They've all burned up. Those <laughs> apartments, everything's gone. And the remnants of those buildings are also mold and they need to be renovated too, right? So mm-hmm. now we're like behind 20 years in housing. Wow. There's really been no suit new anything built since like the year 2003 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're kind of doing that catch up. So that is has, that is like number one priority, basically. Um, and so we're working on that um, because otherwise this like won't move anywhere unless we can get people to live here. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at basically having to build 5,000 housing units in the next decade. That's basically what it comes down to. So Rupert is basically poised to be the next global port. The feds are coming in in a big way. They know that this place is taking off right now. CN Rail is only at 30% capacity for the entire line. And so you got DP World and wanting to expand. you got Alta Gas coming online here, Pamela coming online. It's not going to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, the, re- the goal is to try to keep us looking like a community, feeling like a community, having community built into the town, baked right into it, so that we're not like a fly-in, fly-out Fort McMurray kind of place. Wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we're a multi-generational town that has had lots of family history here, 
And we're not going to lose our identity as we grow as a port. And we're going to become a new way or a new model for how to do that. And the port companies are 100% on board with that. And so what we are forming now is what we're calling the Vision Stewardship Council. And what that's going to be is basically the port companies, ourselves, and Metlakala, Kikala, and Lapalams all sitting together on one kind of group. And we're going to try to co-govern this process here for the next 10 years and start to work together on housing and the downtown and the recruitment stuff and recruiting of doctors and nurses and all that stuff, right? And we're bringing Northern Health and the Credit Union and all, everybody into different components of that. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're all going to kind of be together on making sure we can pull this off because there is no way the city is going to be able to do this on our own, right? And, and that was one of my questions, like how do we engage people to be a part of the process, you know, and, and buy in? And, and I think that's a great start, like having people at the table and then building capacity. And because you don't want new people moving into the town and not participating in the community. Exactly. Because with any community organization or volunteer stuff, you're, you're tapping into the same people. Like we have to get new people to come in and, and be a part of the process. Absolutely. I mean, one of the thoughts is that we do kind of like a central volunteer place, right? Like a mm -hmm. group of volunteers organizations where you have a pool of people that people, that other organizations can reach from. Cause right now it's like you're on 10 boards and, mm -hmm. and I'm on 10 boards and all the same people are on 10 boards and we're mm -hmm. all like, well, I'm on this board and they're having the same. And so, yeah, that's exactly what that problem is. Um, and so we're going to try to help sort that out. Um, in terms of the community being involved right now, the best way to be involved is through the official community plan process. So there will be a whole bunch of public engagement schedule coming out here, I think in the next two weeks, but like April, I know there's like three or four back to back days of people are going to be able to participate. We're going to have like kids coming into the downtown designing their city and stuff like that. We're going to be like full scale engagement because the OCP is what really sets the law of what the town's going to look like. And once you update that, then the entire land use of the entire town changes like within like one swell swoop. What could have been like a zone for industry is now a housing area. Like that's the type mm -hmm. of thing that happens, right? Yeah. Um, and where there was a park here, now there's a park there or a plan for a park there. And so people need to participate with us to make sure that like, hey, yes, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And now, and now, so we're trying to do way more online engagement because that's where people are now, mm -hmm. right? People yeah. always say, oh, you know, I couldn't beg someone to come to a council meeting. I mean, I don't blame them. They're not very exciting. <laughs> but at the end of the day, right, um, that's where things are at nowadays. Yeah. And so we have to kind of go to where people are. And, you know, who wants to leave their house on a Wednesday night when it's raining and Netflix just came out with uh, yeah. Love is Blind? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, Jessica, Jessica. Mark is blind. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's I might have just watched that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A good part of our quending is Netflix and Taylor Swift. So. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, that's the challenge. And so, you know, we're mm -hmm. going to try to overcome that. But um, this group that comes together, well, we're going to try to kind of work together. You know, this is probably the first time in Rupert since, you know, when I came in as mayor, there was definitely a lot of, like, you know, the city was right at it with the port. We had a, we were like in the dispute through the pill process and stuff. And mm -hmm. there was a whole debate on the tax things. And we ended up sorting that out. And, you know, when I first came in, it was just like the province. We had no relationship with the province. The feds didn't even know where Rupert was. 
Wow. You know, like because mm-hmm. it was a conservative government at the time, and I mean, and I remember coming in here and being like, okay, something wrong here, <laughs> like something wrong because the town is isolated. The city itself mm-hmm. has no friends, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, we this, this is all gonna change, right? So within a short amount of time, you know, we were able to like kind of start building alliances again and start hitting the reset button. Like, I mean. I hate to say this, but I think a lot of it, because I was 29 when I got elected, like, there was people in the province that were like, you know what, the problem with Rupert is that 1998, you guys did this with the mill, and this and that, and that. And I'd be like, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, but I was like 11 years old then. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, you can't hold me to yeah. the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Like, come on, you know, it's time to move on. Yeah. Uh, and right. there's this long history in yeah. this business. Like, polit- politics has a very long like resentment period where yeah. people go, you know, when you did that to me right. in 2001. Well, it's like a punishment piece, yes, right? Exactly. Like we're going to punish you for a bad decision. And not just that. It's like, you know, you have, that's why I'm very careful with the types of decisions I make because what it does not about me, whatever I do reflects on this community. If I'm going around saying stupid things and doing yeah. stupid things yeah. and talking poorly and, and, and making enemies, all I'm doing is basically condemning this town into a further destruction. And that's the problem with politics this day, these days. That people don't realize it's not about them at all. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all, and then the problem is you have all these egos in this situation, you know, and they're just trying to basically be like, hey, you know, it's like, this ain't rocket science. It's just a, like building, you know, build some houses. That's all you're mm-hmm. trying to do. Fix the roads. Like, that's what yeah. this is really about. People yeah. want a community that looks and feels good, right? And mm-hmm. I find that, like, in this business, it's like people are constantly being so petty yeah. on nothing issues and it's like you know what no wonder things aren't happening or getting done a certain way because you got so much people from like and they, if you've been there for too long i totally believe in a time limit with politics mm-hmm. like you know even for myself like i'll be honest like i have I've, i debate whether or not i will continue after this term or not right like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to do my best to get things done within a certain amount of time right? because yeah mm-hmm. lay the groundwork get the town moving forward like that was kind of why i ran but at the end of the day you don't want to have someone there for so long to the point where they just think like they're the boss now yeah yeah right and well, i know and the best and it's, it's like Neh. it's movements right and i think on a smaller scale like that's what we have that's what russell's done with with pr pride is that you know, we can be here in this community and we don't have to leave and you can live in Prince Rupert and we can make it a beautiful place to be proud of. And it's the redesigning, the rebranding, um, all the different movements and, and the growth. And that's what people want, mm-hmm. you yes. know, and, mm-hmm. and we have big things coming here and it's exciting and it's new. And then, like you said, there's a time and a place and then we have to give it to, to the else. next generation. Right? It's, a, it's a marathon, right? And yeah. Eventually, you hand that baton off, and then, so my goal is to just go. You know, I knew the water system when I first came in. The literally my first day, I had an engineering report on the water, and I was like, "How is it that no one has addressed this for a hundred years?" <laughs> I just didn't get it. Well, and then we had that big water thing, right? Well, I, and the water rumors, like uh, you know, it was, that was tough. Yeah, but tough. you know what? It was also systems need to be redeveloped and and I don't know if you've watched the Bill Gates um episode on Netflix where he it's a three-part um series on Netflix and he is trying to address the sewage problem in the world that we have that is big and impacting countries Mm -hmm. and water systems and developing um sustainable toilets and and he's 
looking at nuclear energy too. But if you ever want to watch a very I'm short, definitely gonna look at that for sure. Yeah, it it blew my mind because the thinking is big, and the people he's trying to bring together to solve issues in countries around the world. And the other thing he's trying to eradicate is polio. And it, it's it's amazing. And when you're looking at cities and systems, it takes a lot. Right. And we have to reinvent and redesign. Right. You know, on that note, when you talk about sewage, because we have, we have a, a wastewater issue too, right? All of our sewage goes into the mm-hmm. uh, into the ocean, right? Yeah. Um, you got to watch that episode. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it. <laughs> I want to put this out there because people wonder why that's not being addressed yet. And so just to, and so people understand the scale of that problem. So first thing was we had to decide whether or not, because the way the, the funding works is it's waste and water funding is one fund. So when you're applying to the province or the feds, you're applying for one, fund, one project. So I can apply for my water system and for waste treatment at the same time. I'm only going to get one grant. So in our view, we we're like, okay, well, we're going to start with water because if you can't turn your tap on, yeah. Who cares about your if the waste being treated? Water goes down. Yeah. The reality is, water is life. Water is the most top priority. Yeah. And that was the within the first two days of my job getting elected was I was already talking to the province about the grants, and within four months we got the first grant for the first phase. Because mm-hmm. I it took me like twenty times to get them to finally listen that this is top priority. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, okay, we hear you. Like I learned that you just basically keep going till they want it. someone says shut that bear up and just give them the <laughs> that's really how it works you just keep going until they're just they're, people say no three times oh it's like no 12 times actually yeah. uh anyways uh for future mayors listening to this <laughs> you just still stop you just keep going anyways so we were like okay well water first which is like 60 million dollar project that's to build a road to the dam uh, so we did that last two, two years ago. We built that road up there, which was like, I don't know if you guys have ever been up there, but mm. it's, you take a boat to go across the Seal Cove and then you get onto a, a, a truck. Truck takes you to a, to a ATV. The ATV then takes you to a trail. Then you hike two kilometers through a mucky, This is another podcast swampy, that we need to do. <laughs> swampy trail wow. that has like skunk cabbage everywhere and you're like literally boot high into mud, which someone's got to walk like twice a week. Wow. To get to the dam. And so to even replace the dam, you're talking about having to do all of that road. So we had to do that. And the water line hugs the out, up top of, above ground all the way from the dam to, to down to um, uh, Schwatland Lake, which is where our pump house is. And that's where we used to chlor- uh, not chlor- um, put fluoride and stuff in the water. Mm-hmm. The fluoride machine died in like 2008 and they just never replaced it, which I won't get into fluoride right now, but... So there's like a pump station there. So we'd had to get that replaced and get the road up there. And then we had to take those water lines, which are like, basically they're on cliffs like this long. And so in 2008, a mudslide took out the water line and, and basically we had to pump water to the town, which is actually what we're doing right now. Cause people wonder like, well, geez, my water's a little bit yellow. The reason why it's more yellow than it used to be is because we're not using the primary water supply right now. We've disconnected the primary water supply. We're pumping from Schwatland Lake, which has, which is on, so if, no one can see this, but <laughs> the elevation of Woodward's Lake is like up here, yeah. mm-hmm. and then the water comes down to ocean level, and on Chihuatlands, it's at ocean level, and and Chihuatlands ha- is on like a grade of like a big slope like this, and so there's always debris getting into that water, and yeah. so it's called tannins, 
It's not harmful to health, but it definitely has a, a coloration to it. That's why there's been this coloration because mm-hmm. we're pumping as we're disconnected the water supply. We're, we buried and built a new water line and we built that road. That was phase one. Phase two, which is starting like literally in this moment, is to replace that dam. So the dam being fully replaced, which is like an old yeah. dam. Um, and we're building in front of it and we're building way higher because we're going to try to produce electricity too because we, we've learned that we could probably make up more than the cost of the dam in its lifetime, like triple, like even like quadruple the amount of money that we would put into it, we're going to make back over like a, you know, 50 plus year period, right? Because once you build a dam, it's going to be a hunk of cement there for the next 100 years as well. So we figured, okay, well, we'll invest more into the dam to do it right from the beginning. And then once the dam's done, and we're going to kind of do it at the same time, but it's the water treatment facility. So right now that's being designed right now, and that's going to be on the mainland. Well, I mean, sorry, on Cayenne Island somewhere. And that's where all the water line stuff will go to. And there'll be like a, they call it 54321 uh, situation where you have five like filtrations for whatever. It's like, it's like how they filter the water sure. basically. Um, and then, so it'll be like the most, like we're, we're going to basically try to find a way where we don't over filter the water. So it's like tasteless, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, cause Rupert has that nice tasting water from Woodworth. Um, and so we want to keep that in line, but either way that will solve like 99.9% of all the community's problems right now, uh, when it comes to water, because of the actual problem with the water in Rupert right now. Um, like when we had that big scare where we had to boil water, mm-hmm. that turned out to be a misidentified, um, bacteria basically everyone mm-hmm. thought it was crypto it wasn't unfortunately and we had a second opinion from a national testing lab in calgary which they were like actually that that wasn't what it was because it's an eyeball exam somebody actually physically looks at it and so we had a second opinion and it, we put a statement out with northern health so that boil water noise advisory was basically for nothing wow so we went all through that as a community for so but the, what it did was confuse on top of what the actual mm-hmm. water issue is so all of a sudden everyone was like, I can't drink water. It's all, you know, and I'm like, uh, you know, I want people to understand like, my whole family lives here. Like my parents, my brother, mm-hmm. my, my nephew, my nieces, mm-hmm. like everybody I know in and my life. grew up here. Yeah. You know, I had yeah. saw people saying the mayor has like separate water supply. And I was like, oh do you? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. Like how would that even happen? Uh, and where would that even come from? Anyways. <laughs> so like the issue is that with the water... Um, is that we have um, we have like a low, low pH water system from the above ground water, so like it's coming from a lake, and so what it has is a little bit of acidity to it, and so it leaches um, materials from pipes, so it kind of like has a bit of a corrosiveness to it. That's why like water tanks in town only last a certain amount of time yeah. in Rupert, and so people that have old lead pipes in their homes or businesses or wherever yeah. has that it has the potential to leach that that lead out of their pipes into their that's why we when we do testing there are some homes that have the issue and some that don't some businesses that do some that don't and it's just because of that issue what will the water treatment plant will do is that we're going to balance the ph so that there won't be that corrosiveness anymore and so what that will do is that will stop that leaching and 99.9% will solve the problem. It will not solve the problem, the fact that you have lead pipes or copper pipes. Yeah. Mm. But it should stop that leaching problem, and you, most people should probably stop seeing. For now, the best way to do it is just to flush. Mm-hmm. Flush until it's cold, and then it should be fine. 
Um, and then, you know, we were compared to Flint, Michigan, which is totally not fair at all because Flint, Michigan was a totally different ball of wax. I mean, they, all the city's pipes had lead and they tried to cover it up knowing for years that they had that problem. Like mm-hmm. that's not yeah. at all the situation here. The city doesn't have lead pipes. Like that's, anyways, I just want to make that clear. Uh, so I went on a tangent now, but <laughs> that's the water okay. project, but because the waste treatment, which is our next project, which is between 2022 and 2030, which... Because I'm an expert after watching the Bill Gates episode. <laughs> um, if there's a, a sewage board, can I be on it? <laughs> you know what? There's going to be a whole engagement on that. Okay, I'm um, in. Because there's a bunch of options and there's new technology coming out, which is great. Um, but basically right now, the way it's situated is that we would have to rip up every single road in town. And every line in town has to be twinned. So you have to have a stormwater line and you have to have a waste treatment line. You can't have the rain, rain runoff, runoff going into the sewage, into the sewage treatment, because it just overloads the system. Mm-hmm. So basically, every time we replace a road right now, or we're digging up a road, we're already doing that. We're already twinning those lines off. Mm-hmm. But okay. what happens is you have the stormwater will go one area, and then the waste from people's homes will go to a treatment plant, gets treated, and then it turns into like a sludge, and then you have to recycle that sludge and, and get rid of that. Yeah. So right now, we have 13 outflows. We go into the ocean. Those have to be capped and redirected so that's a 200 plus million dollar project basically that's our bulk of our problems but the one silver lining with that project is that every single road in town will be replaced from scratch and so one of the problems with our roads is that a lot of it was built on hog fuel and Mm -hmm. and this bill from mcnichol creek across the harbor Mm -hmm. has high salt content too and so what it's doing is corroding all the pipes and and the roads are basically sinking Mm -hmm. and so you have these ski slopes and paving does nothing so what the roads are actually, most of them are big capital projects. Like we're talking certain neighborhoods alone are $15 million. Certain wow. neighborhoods in town yeah. for just their roads to be fixed. And paving them would do nothing. And so people go, oh, fix the roads. I'm like, yeah, it's not just about paving the roads. It's actually yeah. like they have to be dug up right to substrata, new electrical, new pipes, new build. Right. Like that is what has to happen. So right now, part of the waste treatment application we have is that like 90 to $100 million of that is, is this ripping up the roads um, kind of money mm-hmm. so that we can twin the lines but also rebuild the roads properly so we do it properly all at once. So the good news about the waste treatment is that you're looking at probably a brand new town, right. infrastructure, uh, and underground s- situation as well with pipes that, are, that have like anti-corrosive materials and all that kind of stuff and they're going to last like 150 years type of things right not you know you build it in the 70s and all of a sudden it's 2015 and it's it's Mm -hmm. falling apart so that's our like final frontier project and but at the same time you know like i said we have to build physically the new town and all that Mm -hmm. so just to kind of sum up the redesign stuff and all that is like we're basically doing this (laughs) trying to build a new town trying to recruit and build houses so that people can come up and live here and the population increase, but also build a solid foundation right. and, and, and have all the water and the waste treatment and all that stuff fixed all at the same time, but also be able to start addressing climate change and start being able to do some of those challenges of the 21st century as well. So basically, we're in a situation where like people go, oh, the city this and the city that, and I go, we are in the 21st century now. The complexity mm-hmm. of the system is way beyond... Mm-hmm. what it was in the 50s mm-hmm. like yeah. it is way 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 beyond and the mm-hmm. amount of stuff that you have to handle now at a municipal level that you and that we technically don't get funded for mm-hmm. or have any way to to mobilize 
uh, is is so hard on a rural town basically mm-hmm. uh, because we're not Vancouver, but we have Vancouver style issues. Yeah, uh, because we're a federal port, and you know we 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 you can't compare us to like uh, something that happens say happening in Telco or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same comparison. So people just don't seem to understand that it's like. It's it's not as it's not as black and white anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're dealing with like a massive amount of complexity, which requires expertise mm-hmm. to have that, and yeah. which means we have to try to recruit people at the city who can think and be innovative, and they're not just stuck in like a box yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a big focus of us is that we have a lot of you know managers now that are in their thirties mm-hmm. from Rupert that went away to school, and so we're we call it our Rupert repatriation campaign. We're specifically mm-hmm. trying to find passionate people who love Rupert to come and build this new Rupert because mm-hmm. one of the challenges when I came in was that we would have you know engineering technologists from somewhere else they'd come here they'd work here for eight months and then they go work for Abbotsford or something like that yeah right. and yeah. they wouldn't stay yeah so we're paying so much money training people that don't even want to stick around yeah right so that's our new focus is like okay let's get some Rupert people here that have got the education got the skill sets and let's get them working uh, for us to build this vision and mm-hmm. so we're trying to set up a foundation so that, like, you know, you know, Haley and I are thinking of starting a family, right? And, like, mm-hmm. I want to be able to walk downtown with my family mm-hmm. like yeah. everybody else. I mm-hmm. want to be able to go on a Friday night and do something downtown. I want to mm-hmm. go on the water. And, like, I want to walk away from this job being able to enjoy right. what we, mm-hmm. what the town's, yeah. you know, that's what my primary motivation is, right? Yeah. I, I actually just want a town that we all love. Yeah. And like, you know, like our, some of the modeling is Nelson, you know, Granville Island is another mm-hmm. thing we're looking at, right? That kind of like marketplace yeah. kind of thing as well as Steveson, mm-hmm. like so that you I'm can like really uh, slowing down the downtown traffic, like the Port Row, once that's mm-hmm. built, no downtown traffic, we're going to try to really slow down downtown and make it really pedestrian focused mm-hmm. and make it so that it's safe to be downtown. Kids could play a public yeah. square. That's like yeah. open, you know, I'm looking at thinking, we're thinking like undercovers, a lot of area undercover, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was going to ask about that actually, because UNBC has some undercover walkways and stuff and, and just due to the weather here and stuff, I, I think that's smart planning too. Mm-hmm. Larry Beasley, who he literally built Abu Dhabi from scratch mm-hmm. um, and he built the whole town, the whole place was built because... With, with the idea of shade, because it was in a desert. Yeah, yeah. And so the same design here with the 2030 plan is that, okay, this whole town, we're the rainiest city in Canada, we're in a coastal rainforest, mm-hmm. we need to design the town with, with rain yeah. in mind. So the idea is that you would be able to walk all of downtown undercover. Wow. In some capacity or another. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and also not to the point where it's so undercover that you can't see the sun when the sun's out either. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> when the sun's out, we love it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what, we had 240 days of rain, I think, last year. Yeah. Uh, anyways. That's ridiculous. So those are some of the museums of the mayor Just, right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a, you know, the, a recap. Yeah. yeah. Does, does your brain ever, like, explode? Like, oh, did you ever, okay, so what you know now compared to what you walked into... Like, do you feel like you're, you are just, you're swimming or you're on top of it or you're right in it? Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I would say that I'm definitely like feeling like way on top of yeah. this. Like, I think 
like one my one ability that I have is I get to, I can kind of organize things in my mind. Sure. I don't have to write it all down. I don't have to have mm-hmm. that organ. So I'm like you know Blair Morrow is always like how the heck do you keep this thing all organized in your brain? Even what you just. Yeah. said was fascinating like how you it was like compartmentalize it all watching like a like a like a presentation yeah you know what i mean like you must have said this a f- a f- more than a few times like to, to come here yeah i live and breathe sure that town mm-hmm. right? yeah yeah and so i'm i'm in a point where it's like i can see where things are going and I, and that's why with our hey 2.0 vision we have mm-hmm. those compartments because like redesign rupert i want people to think fun new thing needs to happen to the town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know what it is, all you need to know is it means something's changing. Yeah. Like you don't need to know the details, but you just need to know that yeah, we're working to try to make things cool and awesome here. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's literally I've found the attention span of most people is like they don't really care what we're doing as long as we're not doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Like people revolt when they when we're just like we're gonna spend a million dollars on you know. Uh, I don't know, some really something crazily wasteful, yeah, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden they're going to show up and they're going to be a protest and there's going to be right. signs and you can't spend a million dollars on yeah. that or whatever, right? Um, and so, like, I'm trying my best to, like, tap into where the community's at. Like, in some ways, I'm, like, trying to my best to, like, really at a conscious level, like, like what is it, what what is the happening in the community? Like, I'm trying to, like... That's why I really spend a lot of time, like, I go to the coffee groups and talk to the coffee groups. Like, there's a couple coffee groups at Tim Hortons. There's the OV coffee group. There's the right. Naomi's coffee group. There's, like, four McDonald's coffee groups. And I go and <laughs> talk with these people, right? There's, like, you know, there's the senior ladies. There's there's the guys that used to work at the mill. And, like, I try to, like, really get as much input from all the angles and then what happens is I'm like okay you know here's what the child care providers want here's what the nurses and doctors are mm-hmm. saying and here's what the uh, yeah. the college needs and here's what the students are saying and then here's what the first nations are telling me and yeah. and then I'm like okay so I this swirl of interests sure. and needs and wants and then I'm like how do you how do you spit this back out um, in something that makes sense that kind of hits what most people are trying to see that you and don't that's, people off. that's what we're trying to do yeah we're trying to that's what redesign really is it's trying to you know regurgitate exactly and trying to make sure that people are like hey I see myself in that and I'm at a point where I just know for sure now that the town just needs to see when you walk down that where that DQ building is yeah you need to see something else there yes <laughs> and you will know the town's moving forward yeah once there is something I mean, just tearing the thing down and getting it to that point, people are like, NW! A little bit. It's probably not going to start with NW, but I will say, that's what has to happen. You need to walk down to Quinnitza, like people that haven't been here for a while and they come down and all of a sudden they go to Quinnitza and they're like, what? What is this? Like, that's the reaction I'm looking for, right? It's people Mm -hmm. who go, you walk by something and all of a sudden you're like, holy, like, holy. Like, that's what the town needs to bring the spirit back up People then feel like they can trust that something's happening. And then when they're feeling that pride, they're going to want to then take that leadership mm-hmm. and get back involved. Because as you know, and you've been here for a long time too, is that like when I came back after university in 2010, there was literally nothing going on here. I still mm-hmm. remember, um, I think her name was Nellie Chang. She was the economic developer officer in 2010. She said to me, you know, I'm just, we're just throwing balls in a wall and nothing's sticking. And then she left. 
And I remember just being like, wow, this town's like really at that point where you, all you really had was like arts groups that were like keeping things going. Yeah. And those home concerts and stuff. Yeah. And like uh, they had like art, uh, like exhibits in people's homes. Yeah. And like that was like the, the scene in Ripper just to kind of keep the community alive really, mm-hmm. right? And now we need to like scale that up where people of all times and spaces want to be involved and feel motivated. And I think our job is to like be a lightning rod and be like, this is can can happen. You know, there's a lot of people say, I see what I believe in. Like that just motivates me. Mm -hmm. It motivates me to go see it, you know, like (laughs) see it. Like I cannot wait to be like, yes, like this happened. The downtown's looking good. And there's so many people that just don't believe in a better world for some reason. And it's just like, there's so, and it's just like the world's just like that right now. Like, you know, it's like the people like, it's like, it feels like there's no hope or something. And I'm like, you know what? If you believe there's no hope, you are guaranteeing that's the outcome. Mm -hmm. And I just, if I'm the mayor, then I have to be the chief believer in the town. I cannot be the one that's like, you know, guys, you're right. (laughs) There is no hope. And we're just going to not do any effort (laughs) and forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know where I'm going with that, but uh, well, it's like an information overload. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like in two senses, like your your information is like the good information, and then when like Joe Blower or whatever, or for for me when I go on Twitter or when I just go on Facebook and just see all of this inundation of negativity and mm-hmm. you know, well, you know, like you said, people holding grudges. So I think a lot of people are still stuck in that kind of like segment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, which kind of brings me to my other question of um like your while you you've been um mayor uh just i think your visibility and your accessibility has definitely kind of like flipped what um not leadership but um like what um people definitely weren't used to from previous mayors or council. Do you know what I mean? Like your your Facebook presence, your social media presence. Has well, definitely it feels been... more open. The conversation yeah. is open. And you know, we're, like open. included. Like, yeah, inclusive. You know, like I feel included when you talk about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when you post about stuff. But um, it's it's quite something to see like, um, like this, um, I don't even know what to call you. <laughs> this state or whatever just kind of embrace that and kind of run with it do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I don't see other smaller communities doing kind of this thing so I think that's that's quite something that's like I appreciate that well, I think it's I'm a millennial is what the, oh, okay. what the issue is is that you know I was you know I don't know if you guys remember the ICQ days and stuff like yeah. that MSN messenger sure yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean I was in that beginning, like when I was three years old, I had a Windows 3.0 laptop. <laughs> um, so like I was born on a computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're just more naturally used to like using social media to like communicate. I'm also like, you know, I try to, people go, oh, you always have these closed door meetings. I'm like, oh, look, this ain't MI5 stuff going on. It's not, <laughs> mm-hmm. nothing crazy behind closed right. doors happening, Right. But it's as legally as I'm allowed to say, I want to tell everybody everything. In fact, sure. half the time people are telling me, like uh, like my legal team, like, oh, no, 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 you know, you're going to get yourself in hot water today. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, why can't we just say it all? Like, like that's mm-hmm. how I feel. Well, and there's, right? this, there's this access now, and, and I was listening to something on CBC about 
how we have access to celebrities now, and, and you are a local celebrity. And, <laughs> I don't feel and, like that. <laughs> well, and you're the mayor of our town, but you've, you've created access for people. So you have, you're on Facebook, you're using that as a medium, um, you're on Twitter, and, and we, we can see people's lives now. And when I say we, I mean yeah. the public. Like we, yeah. we know you as a public person, but we yeah. also feel like we know you more personally too. Right. And, and sure. I think that's everybody, right? Not um, like a Kardashian, not like that kind no, of trashy no. you know, reality crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but you know, I don't like, think anyone would watch a reality TV show about me. <laughs> be you never boring. know. It'd be me and Chip watching about his life. you like, Mark, you're blind, Mark. <laughs> like, oh, he's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just that, the visibility, accessibility and, and stuff like that. Was that a conscious decision for... Yeah. Totally, yeah. totally. I mean, I, I knew coming in at 29 with no previous political experience. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people felt like the town was doomed. Sure. That a 29-year-old just got to the head of it. Oh, okay, like, yeah. like, literally, I remember the, on the election night, I won't name who it was, but they were like, like, this is it. It's the end of Rupert, right? <laughs> and I was wow. like, I knew I had a lot to prove, right? Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I knew I had to, you know, I had to, like, I like to say I'm in a performance-based industry. Because I have to produce to to continue, basically, right? Like, right? I cannot just sit there and be like, we got a plan. Yeah. And just go, can Four we get down? Right? Yeah. Like, you know, things are happening. But I knew that, like, we needed to get to a position where people are just getting more information. And, like, I mean, I'm still criticized. I don't give enough. You know, I don't say enough at council meetings. There's always going to be critics, yeah. though. And, and I think we have a choice in life. You know, it we have a choice to be positive or we have a choice to be negative and mm. how we present ourselves on social media is, is all about choices, you mm -hmm. know? And, yeah. and I think you're choosing to be really positive. I, it's not just that too. It's like, I kind of see it like, um, like I've done a lot of work with like Betty Sacconi, for example. Right. Sure. And I, when people are like attacking online, it's like, I don't see it as like these people are like these bad people and they're all, but I'm more like, okay, there's a lot of pain in the world. Yeah, right. For sure. And I see it like that, and I don't. I don't. Even when I'm responding to people, I'm very respectful to them, and I'm like, you know, I understand. You know, you're upset. Like even yesterday, facing all those tenants, like people are yelling. They're like, you know, and mm -hmm. I, you know, trying to calmly explain. Like, here's what we're gonna do, and try not to take it personally, and just try to do the best sure. I can. But I always invite people to come and talk to me in person. I say, here's my number. Here's my email. And I've had a few times where, you know. I've had people like yell at me online, all capping their, yeah. their <laughs> you know. Then see you face to face. And, oh, and I've had people like literally at Safeway like a few weeks ago, this lady said, you know that thing I did on Facebook? I'm really sorry about that. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. And it was like, you would never talk to someone like that in person ever. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't care who you are. behind a keyboard. You know, yeah. because you're using your inside voice without filtering it and just reacting. And so I try not to like see people as bad or, or evil or, and that's how people I think are sure. perceiving the online world right now. It's more yeah. like, Oprah said it best. We're, we're unconsciously pro uh, projecting our, our pain into the internet, basically. It's like mm -hmm. our unconscious mind is, mm -hmm. is, is the, it's like the a live end. journal. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And so I try to like flip it on its head and be a little bit more caring and compassionate, just knowing that if I can meet these people in real life. And like, 
I have had a lot of haters who are totally like my hardcore supporters now oh, uh, wow. from the beginning, like because of doing stuff like that, like where I will sure. literally go out of my way and I will like, like not let them off the hook either. I'll be like, Hey, I know you don't <laughs> want to talk to me, but you did, you, you called me to basically like, call me out online to try. Yeah. And I, I see that as a sign that we need to meet face to face and I will go out of my way to make sure that we will meet face to face. Like, yeah. and people are like not used to the mayor himself being online looking at the comments, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. be like, hey, I understand. And then they're like, wow, you know, yeah. okay, well, fine, whatever, you know. And then I'll be like, well, let's meet face-to-face. And I, and I won't stop until I'm like, look, I think it's fair that you you saying whatever you said about me online, I think it's fair that you should meet me face-to-face. And I'll be yeah. like, I'll take you out for coffee, right? And I've had the people take me up on that. And I'll sit wow. down with them and we'll go, look, you know, I, I have nothing to hide. I will always look you a person in the eye and I will always be the best person I can possibly be to whoever it can be. Mm-hmm. And if you have a concern or question, let's talk about a human to human. And like, I know there's three people in my mind right now that are like always defending me online now, even though in the first two years of my life, they're like, this guy's a this, he's this, that, right. you know, he should be destroyed. His life is pretty <laughs> ruined, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, why does that have to go to that point though? Yeah. Like, why does it have to go too far? Too far. Yeah. far yeah. You know? yeah. So, you know, I, I think the online thing is like, I'm just going to, as oh, I'm here, I'll just keep being, Open and on, sure. as best as I can. Give as much legally information as I can give. Be as legal as you can be. And that's the other thing. I don't actually feel like a politician. Really. I am. I and I still don't to this day. Even though I like I sometimes I'm in meetings where I'm like outside myself, and I'm like people are like your worship, and I'm like, wow, this is weird. That I'm like you know they got the chain office, you got these robes, you got this whole system in place mm-hmm. right. from the past that I just was born into like everybody right. else and yeah. I'm like sometimes outside myself being like this is interesting that this is the way the system works and right. I always feel like in my life later on I will say you know I played a mayor once basically <laughs> I, I was the role of the mayor once right but to me I still my core self Lee who is has dreams and aspirations who has you know heartbreaks and and challenges and like i i live my daily life like everybody else and you know i live paycheck to paycheck like i don't have Mm -hmm. any retirement savings or anything extra Mm -hmm. than anybody i don't even have a pension in this job like i'm literally giving up prime pension earning time to Mm -hmm. to do this and and i have my own struggles right? right and i have a my own families and my own things, right? And mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's like for some reason, being in this role is that people do not see you as a human being anymore. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Sure. It's like you are this thing, who yeah. and, and unfortunately, a lot of politicians have done so much stupid stuff that they've given anybody who's a politician a bad name at That's this point. And so mm-hmm. there's that challenge where I live my daily life, where it's like somehow just for existing, I'm I, I am a sellout. You're a sellout. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I just buy some bread. I love like, the best. Like, my favorite response is he lying in his own pockets. I was like, I only got lint in my pockets. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, but yeah. it's just because that's how naturally they must be corrupt. It must be as a sure. politician. They must be corrupt. I'm like, no, you know, not everybody is. But people don't see each other as individuals anymore, and especially if you're in a leadership position. Yeah. And I get it. People are like this is what you signed up for. Absolutely, but that doesn't mean that like you have to dehumanize someone to the point. Where it's like you're just trying to destroy their life, right? And that's because where we're at now. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. But it's like we're trying to destroy people, and we're not like it's like Taylor Swift's thing, right? Like, you know, people are trying to destroy her and cancel her for one whatever it is she did. I can't remember what it is now. I'm sure, sure. you guys know more about it than I do. <laughs> and it's like, you know, why? Yeah. Why are we so harsh on each other? You know? Mm-hmm. Everyone is so being so harsh and it doesn't need to be that way. Mm-hmm. And so in my position, I'm I'm not gonna react back on that and yeah. and, and dive down. It's like I always see that like there's like a little healing uh, uh, meme where it's like someone's in a hole and they're like, You come down here with me. Right, and right. then it's actually like, well, actually, here's a ladder. You should actually come up here mm-hmm. with everybody else and try the part. The, you know, the why jump down yeah. and join people in that place where it's anger and it's fear and it's all Darkness, that stuff. Right, yeah. we all just want to be- have a better world. We all just want a better place to be living. We all want a community mm-hmm. that feels that like it's supporting its people. We all want to have a house over the head that we can afford to live in. We all want food on our table, and we all want to have connection with other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, the whole goal of all of everything I said today is, is to create happiness, basically. And because I'm fortunate to have a happy life and have a happy family and be supported, I feel it's my duty to help and be in service to try to create that for as many possible people as around me as possible. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than just sitting there and going, well, well my life's great. Maybe yeah. what else? I don't know. You know, like, yeah. I think that's all of our jobs. In some way, you know, you have this podcast. You guys create positive energy you have lots of great listeners who and they feel good about waking up and listening to your guys' stuff like you're 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 influencing making ripples in this world of connection right and i think that's what we're all here to do we're all here mm-hmm. to try to build a better place and that's what i've always been motivated by right. it's how long you can last basically in politics sure. in the long run yeah. like i'm at that point now where i'm like okay it's been almost six years now mm-hmm. and i'm like you know how much more can you before Take, you become the enemy. Well, exactly. And just like, you know, how much mm-hmm. more can you abat the head every day, right? Well, you wake up yeah. to like, yeah. you know, rage every day, right? And you're like, okay, right. eventually you're like, hmm, but do I'm you, not sure I want to have this for the rest of my life. But, do, you, do you see, yeah. okay, so like, just to go back to what you're saying, like you are building or, you know, your, your team or however you want to address it is building this foundation for redesigning Rupert. Do you think it would be like... Not a disservice, but or a betrayal, but you know, obviously people are going to be negative. Like if you, the fall coming election, whenever that is, two years I think. Uh, two and a half years. Yeah. Two, um, like if you said, okay, that's it. I'm calling it quits. I'm just not going to go anymore. Do you think a lot of people would be like, you betrayed us? You showed us this vision, and now. I don't know. It depends. I think, in if I think if it's what I think I'm going to be able to pull off with the team in the next two and a half years happens, then I think people will be like, hey, you did, you did, you you got it to this point. Yeah. But I think if it's at a point where things are not, there's hiccups, things that didn't happen that I think should happen and like agreements fell apart or whatever it is and like the waterfront's not moving forward and the downtown's not moving forward and there's like housing stills like a, you know, and we're not, then that will inform where I'm going to go from there. Because right now we've, we've, we've bulldozed so far into the future with our planning and stuff that it's like, I have all this knowledge and information, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't, you know, you know, you know, guys like Blair Moreau, right? Like if he doesn't stick around on council either, like I need a guy like Blair mm-hmm. who's like detail oriented. Mm-hmm. He, he helps me with like all the like messaging, like him and I are like talking all the time, you know, got guys like Reed and Wade. You know, and Barry, who's doing all the healthcare stuff, and Nick, who's worrying about the education stuff. It's like, we're all doing a piece of this, mm-hmm. and it's all about that team environment, right? And the staff that are just high-performing. Mm-hmm. 
will that environment be the same at the next term, right? And I also don't want to overstay my welcome either. Mm. You know, I don't want people being like, get that guy out of here. I, I would like to live in a place where people are like, still appreciate me as Champion a human. Kind of right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Not like, we're tired of your voice. We yeah. don't want to hear you anymore. <laughs> you know, you, all you do is blabber on and your visions and you didn't do anything and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that either. Right? No, yeah. So it's like, that's personally, I have to balance that, right? Plus, if Haley and I do start a family, I have to think about my life schedule. Like, like I don't have a life. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's hard for me to explain to people. 20 hours of your day is going to be meetings or what have you. Over. It's not just that. Like, we're accelerating. So, it's like, I'm out of town a lot. I only mm. leave town if it's like, we're going to make, like, grant money or some sort of financial betterness for the community or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all those type of things. And, you know, I have to think about, do I want to be raising newborn kids so busy and stressed right. with this position and, and not, be, you know, I, for me, being a present father has been like always been like my goal since mm-hmm. I was like nineteen. I re- I I I was raised with summer camps. I was a summer camp leader from like yeah. age thirteen to like twenty two. Worked in summer camps for like, all my whole life. I went to school for developmental psychology. I did my thesis paper on parenting. Like my whole life was to become in the childcare industry. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally what I did. And then all of a sudden, like that didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, even here in Rupert, I was the after-school coordinator yeah, for no, the school district, yeah. right? And that type of thing. And, you know, kids and family has always been, like, a priority for me. And I, I wonder what that would be like right now. Because right now, with Haley and I, we own, she has her business, and I'm doing this. And we have the ability to have that freedom. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I want to be a father and and constantly feeling stress and then coming home and trying to be present right. at the end of the day. And a lot of times, my I, my life is, like... Seven to nine every weeknight is something, an mm-hmm. event or a meeting or a committee meeting or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Saturdays, it's like budget meetings. You know, I have like events on Saturday nights yeah. like that. If I don't attend, people feel like, you know, insulted that I didn't go, you know, sure. and that type of thing. And like, there's just so much demand on your time and attention. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then now we're in a crisis mode with housing. So I'm like having to be even more like every day on top of like the, yeah. the just because we have to provide and help people and make sure that everyone's life is benefiting, right? So that comes on the sacrifice of your life, right? right. And your and you know Haley is always looking at me like, <laughs> how much longer do you want to do this for? Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you want because you know, I'm 34. You know I don't want to wake up at 50, you know, upset mm, and yeah. and tired. Uh, and I Better my whole jaded. life was gone yeah. being yeah. in service, which isn't you know, bad thing, but it's also have to think about my journey as well, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. On this planet. Yeah, yeah. And so those are some of the things that I don't think it's hard to talk about mm-hmm. as a politician because mm-hmm. nobody feels sorry for you at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really, I think it's really, you're not human. <laughs> I think it's super important though, because we have definitely talked about that on our podcast and the theme keeps coming up around work life balance. And I don't think you thought you would be, baking your brains out sure. and, and you know I'm into making chapstick and lotions and <laughs> and plus all the other things we do in this podcast and and I think it's really good to reflect on work-life balance and you started out in child development and look where you are now and yeah. what's coming up for you in the future like the future is bright right yeah. but it will change and evolve mm-hmm. as your needs change yeah. and yeah. and I definitely appreciate you know the work you are doing for Rupert and for sure. and the passion and the energy and the positivity, it's it's 
honestly, I was hugely captivated through this whole podcast. Oh, it was yeah, really I'm good. Sure, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I actually, when you responded to the email, I was expecting like an assistant or something to actually say, Mr. Breen will be available on this, this, and this date. Yeah. You know, please respond. Yeah. Like, you know, that kind of like... Higher clinical team. kind of... Your like, worship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, yeah, she responded. Showing Christine. So yeah. It was, well, there's not a running joke that everybody knows I'm not like that. So, yeah, sure. But people then call me your worship even more because they're not close <laughs> to me like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a funny side tend, and so I go to Alaska like about three times a year for work. We're working with the ferry, which we managed to save. Thank yeah. goodness that was a tough one. Um, and I can't say it's for sure going to stay that way, but for now, we got sailings coming. Anyway, so when I go up there, they have the Southeast Conference, which we're a member of, when we've been a member since the 50s with that. Oh, which right. was, I, I, I'll tell you, that was the biggest surprise I had with this job. I had really no idea about our connection to Alaska mm. and like I came in and like luckily I got a guy like Herb Pond who was able to like kind of help me figure out like what's the deal with the Alaska situation because he was very popular up there and stuff like that um and uh you know so this whole lecture this whole Alaska conference thing like was new to me right so we go up there uh but they have this conference and they have a special tag for me because in the states they don't call a marriage your worship they have like a, they just say the mayor, right? Yeah. But in Canada, we say your worship. So they have this tag they put on my name that says worship me. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere I walk around, I'm okay. so I'm like totally singled out as the only Canadian at this conference. And they're, you know, sometimes they're like really complaining about the BC government because we got like cross transboundary issues and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, damn Canadian. No, 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 no. like in the back being like, Mm, the shoulders just down like mm. I don't represent all of Canada <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have to hashtag <laughs> but yeah I appreciate that you guys I do appreciate that I mean I'm just trying to be genuinely a genuine person in the position sure. that I'm in yeah. um, and not the other way around where I've met a lot of people now in this job where their identity really gets tied to being the mayor mm-hmm. and then even when they're done being mayor it's all about I was a mayor and it was all yeah. about them. Yeah. you know I, I, if I walk away from this position, I, you know, I certainly hope that I'm not, this wasn't the BNL all of my life. Right. It's a very challenging place because I, I like to say it like you're in a river and that river is like constantly bearing down on you. And there's just so humanly long that you can hold, uh, against that current. And that mm-hmm. current is like the housing crises and the needs of the, the world yeah. and the climate change issues and all those things. And you're trying your best to just help and be a part of that but eventually it's gonna give right Right. and there's only so much humanly energy you have as a person to like be in that stream i guess is what i would Mm -hmm. say and so you know i i want to make sure that like i don't get to the point where i'm like hanging on to the last thread and then getting swept away right i want to be like okay this is and also like thinking of it more strategically, like there are times that maybe I could leave and come back at another time in my life. Maybe when my kids are a little bit older in my life, I could come at another level and do something different at that time and not see it as like once I leave, it's gone forever. It's just, yeah, that, yeah. It's just yeah. that there's a break maybe needed. And it'll, it'll evolve. Those are my debates right now, for sure. Yeah. You know, and well, people listen to this, they probably don't hear that. But, yeah. you know, I have to think about the whole thing and I got to think about my family and my future family too. Yeah. And, you know, these are, it's hard to talk about. Uh, because you know I don't really have an opportunity to talk personally about my, me, sure, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, yeah. And and nobody really wants to hear about as me. a person, yeah, mm-hmm. right? You know, Not as a person, mayor. exactly. Your worst. as a person, yeah. exactly, right? And I, yeah. it's been long enough now where 
when I first got in for the first two years, people didn't really see me as the mayor yet, but now it's definitely been indoctrinated that this Merrily oh. Brain's this guy and he's got his followers and da da da. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I don't want to lose myself. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's what's starting to feel like happening. Like, yeah. mm. you know, I have people who want to be my friend, quote unquote. Right. And I'm like, no, they don't really want to be my friend. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, I know when gen- genuine people are like care about me, yeah. mm-hmm. or they don't. Yeah, and so you have a lot of that, like, oh, strategically, I'll start to befriend the mayor, sure, and then yeah, all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. a request comes, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I kind of saw that coming anyway. Yeah. So, you know, whatever it is, and like, I'm like, okay, I have to figure out who's genuine, who's not, and like, you know, I I want to be able to go, you know, like for example, me and my buddies, we still play D and D. Yeah. Nice. Every month we have one session because we're so busy we can't. But we play D and D. Nice. You know, and I've been playing D and D since I was in my in high school, right? And nobody knows I play D and D, but oh, yeah. I need that. <laughs> yeah. I need to go That's and awesome. play D and D with some friends and have those times, right? And do those mm-hmm. type of things, and yeah. and then to have that like human time with my friends and and do those things because and you know thanks for guys like Rob Gruber he's made D and D cool. Now <laughs> when Rob, I was in Rob, high school, Rob Gruber has has changed. <laughs> How we deal with kids, oh, and, absolutely. and has He's been amazing, amazing for so many kids in this community. But uh, I just wanted to make one little comment, and then am I interrupting you? No, you no, no. I'm probably keeping you guys way over your time. No, that's it's fine. all good. Um, this is great. What you're talking about reminds me of what Prince Harry just did. Where he said, right. you know, this isn't working for me. And yes, he's got credits and supporters. And But I admire a person who says, you know, I need to take a step back for my wife, for my family. And because, yeah, I am Prince Harry. I was born into this. But I, I also need to be happy. Mm-hmm. And and I need to make it look different. And, and yeah. you should never be punished for that, right? Yeah, for, for sure. sure. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> Thank you so much. I could keep going when I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> somewhere, right? That's awesome. Yeah, well, well, thanks for having me on. I hope that answers some of the questions you Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Where we're going with things and, you know. We've done a couple of podcasts where I feel like there's going to be a part two, and I, I definitely feel that would be awesome be a if there could two. be a part two. I'm totally open to that. I mean, I have more details around city stuff to say, mm-hmm. but what I will say is that we're going to, I'm going to, I have a series of posts that I'm just crafting right now with the staff and, for the budget this year, we're going to kind of really explain where things are going, like more detailed. So mm-hmm. sometimes I go, oh, the budget. And then I have like these bullet points on like, mm-hmm. you can expect to see these things happen. Yeah. But now what I want to do is drill down into each topic more detailed. Like here's exactly, like I said, with the dam and road, road yeah. issue, roads, you know, what's happening with the taxes, what's going to happen with housing, what's going to happen, like, and get more detailed. Yeah. Like, sometimes people say, well, you should be telling this at the council meetings. And I'm like, well, Council meetings isn't really a place where you like just have a chat. Sure. It's like you pass a resolution, you make business at the end of the meeting, then it's done, right? Yeah. But now you ha- you can click a button and you have like literally 7,000 people who can just have access to that information mm-hmm. like yeah. a click of a button. So like to me, it's like online is obviously where I'm going to go sure. mm-hmm. and, and put that information. Have you ever there. thought of doing like little short video clips of you talk- speaking to this? Or? I've done that in the past. 
Um, I'm going to maybe host like another, like I did like a blueprint presentation, which went really well, mm-hmm. but sometimes you, you just giving so much information yeah, like that. It's like people, they walk away from me like, well, everything you said was great, but I don't remember at all what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to rewind that and just take notes. So that's why I'm kind of thinking, okay, I'm going to sniff it out a bit sure. more and try to get people to follow along. Because also what I'm trying to do too is, is, is the, the more I can educate people on what the problems are and the and the plan is like we're at a point where we have a 20-year infrastructure plan for example and it doesn't really matter who becomes the mayor after me it's like that yeah. is mm-hmm. these are legislated things they have yeah. to happen the timelines are in place like that's how it is right yeah. it's like mm-hmm. no one really can change that so what i want to do is try to educate enough people so that like you know the future people that want to run for council for example that they're feeling like okay i'm actually got some real information here that i yeah. can like take and and move on to like i see it as like here here's a plate of things that i inherited what we fixed now this is probably what you're going to be inheriting and here's some of the strategies that we figured out to help you in that future and so that nobody like i inherited a town right that had no savings no infrastructure money literally an island full of chemicals and the mill was there as is no future no hope that's right. literally what I, I literally mm-hmm. cobwebs in my office that I had. Mm-hmm. There was cobwebs in it. Like, mm-hmm. like wow, okay. And, yeah, yeah. and now we've gotten rid of like all these really big, heavy problems. That's why it's been hard for me because I'm like, man, it's been some heavy like lifting, yeah, right? Yeah. So, like yeah. now I get to do these fun things now. I'm like, woo, yay, like yeah. downtown. <laughs> like that seems so much easier than, yeah. than tearing down Watson Island, right? But, um, you know, and, and really it's just about making sure that somebody else is leaving it better for somebody else, leaving it better for somebody else, right. leaving it better for somebody else. Yes. Yeah. And not yeah. like, they suck, you suck, they all yeah. suck, get them all out of there. And I think Rupert can benefit long term from having like these succession planning scenarios where councils aren't fighting each other, but they're actually like working together and, and yeah. just buying in. And that's one thing I'll give credit to this council, and because most of them we got reelected, is that we have had never had a split vote once. Mm. ever and mm-hmm. it's not because we're a group think and we're all like conspiring together yeah. right it's because the town was so bad that we had no choice <laughs> but to actually work together and just go it's time to get this stuff done yeah right, right. And yeah so i think there's been a huge motivation on that and i'm hoping that future councils that come can see that it doesn't have to be like a, a political maneuvering game mm-hmm. that yeah. you can just you can just work together Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a tit for tat, who said what, or, yeah, yeah. you know, these kind of like weird games that get played sometimes. Special in interest. Yeah, it, it's like, does yeah. not even have to be like that at all. Yeah. And so anyone who's listening to this right now is like, if you're thinking of running for council, just, you know, come in with a vision and, <laughs> yeah. just, and, and like just part, execute that vision and just make it about the community and, and everything will yeah. get. Get a thick skin. I've developed that now. I'm a very sensitive guy, if you probably can't tell. I'm very like emotionally mature guy, and like I do a lot of healing work with like people like Betty Sacconi and stuff. Yeah. And like I'm very in tune with my emotions, and like I'm yeah. you know, not afraid to cry and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And like being in a position like this, it took me yeah. a good you know sure. few months to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is tough. Like all of a sudden, immediately when I got elected, people who I've been friends with my whole, I've lost friends. I've lost oh yeah, oh, like, yeah. you know people wow. like who would see me differently, right? All of a sudden, now I'm an issue-based guy versus the the Lee brain that you right. used to like. No, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. So that's a, that's a different uh, okay. different spin on things for sure. But you know what? You you get your feet out of you. You figure it out. And yeah. now we're thriving, and the town's moving forward, and we're being positive, and 
you know, I couldn't be more happy for where things are at now. It's getting sure. funner now, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Now that Watson's gone and all that, it's getting a lot funner, and I can't wait for the town to start seeing some of the cool stuff happening. And I'm just like, they call me the Energizer Bunny. I come into the office. I'm like, oh, the here. I'm like, this done? Do you get that done? Boo that guy. Call this guy. Let's get this done. Let's get that done. They're like, okay, close, close, close down. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we can't handle all. Oh, then we need more people. Let's get it going. Come yeah, on. Sure. You, yeah, you can tell us more stuff without the podcast, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, spill I'm some happy. secrets. Yeah. Part two will come. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, but I'll leave it there then for you guys. Just... Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank again. you so much. Awesome. That was fun. Thank that you for... was awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Okay. Great. Thank you. <laughs> we still have to do a selfie. Oh, yeah.